Sam, can you edit out all the parts where Hannah talks about lasagna? <laughs> yeah. No. That's going to be like half the episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's going to be 25 minutes. <laughs> this is the lasagna list cut. <laughs> <laughs> the low carb cut. Hello and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. Why are you laughing already? (laughs) The the pause was slightly longer than usual. (laughs) The comedy (laughs) is very precise. Anyway, I am Sophie. And today I have been genetically recombined with a bird that secretly has superpowers. Oh. (laughs) I think it's a secret, but don't worry, it's only 2%. Anyway, the bird with superpowers that I am 2% of, dang. Doing great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is an aquatic fish ptarmigan. (laughs) Aquatic Uh, fish, you say? Yeah. That's a real superpower (laughs) for a fish. (laughs) yeah yeah now in this bird's defense i Uh think it's a fish ptarmigan that is aquatic which makes sense it does make sense a ptarmigan that eats fish and therefore is aquatic (laughs) yeah that just sounds like a good adaptation to me this is just a good adaptation i mean not for a ptarmigan (laughs) not for a ptarmigan you know tundra birds (laughs) (laughs) but if tundra bird were to go to a coast and evolve there yeah where there wasn't like fresh water that froze for eight months of the year or sea ice for eight months of the year yeah i'm sure it would do great Uh uh-huh yeah anyway so i'm just a very normal bird uh what about (laughs) you guys (laughs) oh i can't wait to tell you what i am but first my name is sam but today i am combined with two percent of an undead coffin booby Oh my god. Wow, yours are on brand too, though. I know. Undead coffin booby. Undead coffin booby. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else to say about it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Like, just a coffin booby, which I guess is a a bird that eats (laughs) coffins. Yeah, um, for sure. So, and then this one's undead, <laughs> or it's just, or it's shaped like a coffin. Oh, very aerodynamic for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Listen, boobies are known for their weird feet. Maybe it has yeah. coffin-shaped feet. Oh, interesting. Oh, there you go. Maybe it's in a symbiotic relationship with the coffin box, Bryzoan. Oh. oh, you didn't even slightly let me finish that <laughs> sentence before you were already taking exception to it. <laughs> well, I, of course, know what a coffin box Bryzoan is. Okay, great. Then I don't have to explain further. <laughs> great. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I'm here too, then. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Hannah, but today I am 2% recombined with a size-changing poodle macaw. Whoa! <laughs> right? A poodle macaw. A poodle macaw? Wow. Sounds like a thing that could exist. 
It does. And it would like be horrifying. <laughs> it's definitely a macaw who has like a crest that oh, yeah, makes it curly. look like a poodle. Yeah. 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 Or it's been like miniaturized and they're like, oh, like a teacup poodle, even though that's not really a thing. Uh huh. You know? They're like, oh, it's a poodle macaw. And it's like, no, that's a budgie. <laughs> you heard it here first. Budgies <laughs> are just miniature macaws. Miniature macaws. <laughs> Listen, I was picking a small parrot. Don't at me. I am adding you <laughs> here on this podcast. Here live. On this podcast. Oh, no. Live adding. <laughs> live adding in real life. Um. Anyway, oh, your size changing? So does that mean sometimes you're a small, <laughs> you're poodle yeah. sized, and then other sometimes. times you're... You're also poodle sized, but also the big poodle one? sized, but the big one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. God, I feel like the only thing that could make a macaw more intimidating would be if it could get larger at will. Yeah, which like it, it's hard to make macaws more intimidating because they already are pretty They're intimidating. Extremely intimidating. <laughs> yeah, it's like a toddler with knives for face. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> no thank you. Anyway, the reason we have been 2% recombined with birds that have superpowers is because we are reading Maximum Ride, The Angel Experiment. <laughs> the experiment that makes angels. <laughs> you know the uh, one. Yes, that's exactly yes. what they meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, how about you guys tell us what happened in the four chapters that we read this week? Well, we start off chapter 73 with a bang, or should I say a pop of Jiffy Popcorn. <laughs> Max wakes up the flock and they set off to start their flight to New York, but shortly after takeoff, Max is once again taken down by agonizing brain pain and quickly falls from flight to the ground. <laughs> Stop it. Wicked bad brain pain, I've Wicked. heard. I, Wicked I bad. didn't want to do it again, okay? <laughs> Some bad some bad some bad that's newfoundland coming out there (laughs) this time though she gets a round of blurry images which she can't make out fully but there seems to be some buildings and people and food and a bunch of other psychedelic stuff max sorts herself out for chapter 74 though and insists her brain pains are done and she is safe to fly they all take off again and as they're flying nudge brings up her parents to max and asks max for her opinion on whether or not she thinks her parents would still accept her even with the wings max then reminisces about her time with dr martinez and holds back tears as she thinks of cookies and the perfect mom wow wow yeah well i decided since we're halfway through this book now i wanted to follow in james patterson's shoes and use a Uh-oh. ghostwriter for my summary <laughs> oh, did no. you put it in chat gbt <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I asked ChatGPT for a uh, short and funny summary of chapter 75 and 76 of Maximum Ride. And here is what I got. <laughs> In chapter 75, our bird-brained heroes are back for another round of <laughs> Escape from the Bad Guys. Seriously, do they have a frequent flyer card for this nonsense? And in chapter 76, it's the Flock Olympics. Sprinting, flying, and dodging explosions. There were no actual explosions. No. Who needs a gym when you've got villains on your tail? Somebody get these kids a pizza party and a spa day ASAP. So what happened in the chapters? So So in chapter 75, they actually arrive in Manhattan and Nudge immediately wants to go to a museum and go shopping. But instead, they go to a concert in Central Park and sleep perched in in trees like weirdos. 
And then the next chapter slash morning, they eat peanuts for breakfast and then uh, almost immediately have to start running away from some ding-dang erasers. That's all. Yeah. Wow. Do they get frequent flyer miles for all of these? (laughs) (laughs) For all of this nonsense? Yeah. I just need to say that I don't support Hannah's (laughs) pro-AI stance. (laughs) Yesterday, Sophie and I wasted like half an hour using AI to insult each other. (laughs) (laughs) ChatGPT couldn't even come up with a good insult for North Atlantic right whales. No. It's rude. It, anyway. I, I mean, ChatGPT has a very pro-jellyfish stance, yeah. so you'd think Sophie would like it, but anyway. Some uh, divisive opinion about <laughs> AI out there. <laughs> anyway, let's start at the beginning instead of starting in the middle. I went off on a tangent that actually isn't related to anything in these chapters. <laughs> okay, oh. great. So we're not starting at the beginning. We're starting... We're like starting at the, the beginning side. because it's a general bird kid concept. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Because humans can't make feathers because we don't have beta keratins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the bird kids have feathers. And That's we've true. already established that they were not just grafted on there. Yeah, they grow those suckers. They grow them is the mm-hmm. thing. Which means that they have to make the beta keratins somehow and so what i'm pitching is that the bird kids are actually birds yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay because mammals don't have beta keratins at all but can birds eat hot chocolate no but they could adapt to it diet would be a lot easier to adapt than making something that you can't make (laughs) Uh uh-huh do they get the beta carotene from the di- their diet. I don't know what beta carotene is. I just realized. Me neither. It's a protein, um, but it's what okay. makes feathers. And humans' hair and fingernails are made from alpha keratins. Hence, why humans could never even make feathers, even if they wanted to. <laughs> but uh-huh. birds can make hair. <laughs> oh, oh! I hate that. <laughs> Uh, in that they can make very filamentous feathers. <laughs> okay. So my what I'm pitching here is uh-huh. that all of the hair on the bird kids' bodies is actually feathers. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. All of the hair's feathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. But, okay. But, wait, no, but but couldn't mm-hmm. Couldn't the gene manipulation just have done something so yeah. that they could produce beta keratin? Like, I don't think yeah. that's so far off. Listen, uh-huh. in the extensive research that I did, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. it seems like the baseline would have to be you're making one or the other. But why? Why would I know that? It's genetics. (laughs) But you can't make both is the thing. I'm pretty sure. So Uh interesting. Hair can't turn into feathers. So by the logic, it's that all of the hair on these bird kids is actually feathers. So um, a couple different options. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, have you ever heard of a kiwi bird? (laughs) Yes. I also found out they're a lot bigger than I actually thought they were, thanks to the internet. They're really big. 
Yeah, oh. and it, it's like puffins. I thought puffins were bigger than they are, but they're tiny. Kiwis yeah. I thought were tiny. Apparently, they're huge. Oh, I thought kiwis were puffin-sized. <laughs> nope, they are no, not. They're big. They big. Oh. It's like how platypus are smaller than you think. Because you, so you think they're going to be, you think they're going to be beaver sized, but they're not. They're so cute. I want one. So, uh, ratites, which are ostriches, like emus, kiwis, uh-huh. they have lost the little barbs on their feathers that make them like zip together to form like a cohesive like leaf shape or feather. Mm-hmm. That's what flying birds need but ratites don't need them so their feathers are all like loose like they have that central stalk the rachis 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 anyway don't know how to say it (laughs) (laughs) you know the the pointy part in the middle so all of their little like fronds of the feather coming off of that are like loose and hair-like yeah but they still have like distinct feather but kiwi birds off of their little faces they have whisker feathers. <laughs> they have little feathers that are just like, they're just whiskers like a cat. And they use them for sensing, I don't know, the ground, bugs, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to publish papers about it, apparently. So oh yeah, they do stuff with them, I assume to do with <laughs> walking around in the dark since they're nocturnal. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of burbs, burbs. <laughs> A lot of birds. Barbs. Forbes. Barbs. Including hawks oh. have bristle feathers on their face, which are just like essentially a bristle. It's just a single strand of feather. And so what I'm pitching to the table of podcast uh-huh. is that the bird kids just have bristle feathers or maybe down feathers. Oh, yeah. Which are just oh. a little cluster of little hair like pieces coming out of a pore. <laughs> little feathery guys. Yeah. Mm. Or there are filamentous feathers, which are just super long and have a little poop at the end. <laughs> we that's have a lot funny. of options. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my pitch. Okay. Yep. I'll accept it. <laughs> I'm not fully convinced, but for the moment, I will accept it. I just think it's something we need to consider. No, it's fair. <laughs> I'm just, I still, I'm not convinced you can't have alpha and beta created. But again, I know nothing. So. You're right. I there could be both. It. If there you both. genetically engineer both of them. Maybe. Yeah. If you use 2% of a bird. <laughs> yeah. But by this argument, I still don't really know how you would know where to do each of them, you know? Yeah. That's where the smart doctors of the school come into play. (laughs) (laughs) I feel icky just hearing you say that. I know, I hated it coming out of my mouth. (laughs) So really what we need to think about is that maybe they do produce alpha and beta keratin, but the wings are covered in hair and their human bodies have feathers on them. (laughs) I was going to say, what if the wings are just... Or what if the feathers are made out of alpha keratin? They're like fingernails. Ew. <laughs> they're actually beetle wings. <laughs> oh, no, they're scaly. Maybe scaly. these are secretly dragons. <laughs> wow. Okay, We're I like reading this book another now. dragon book. Another there dragon book. They are hexapods. 
Well, if you think about it, feathers are just adapted scales. So technically, they already have scales on them. Good. <laughs> technically. 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 <laughs> anyway, I didn't have any way to tie that to these chapters. I guess because they fly. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, so, they you do know how they that. fly? Yeah. And then I thought the wings. Yeah. At one point, Max mentions what color Nudge's feathers are. Yeah. So Yeah. I actually think what started me on this was that I read the part where Max was woken up by the sun fried my eyeball or eyelids. Yeah, what the heck? next morning. And then I Googled, can birds get sunburnt? And then I was like, <laughs> no, because they have feathers. And then I was like, wait, are the bird kids covered in tiny feathers? Oh. And that's where I went with that. Yeah. Interesting. You're welcome. Can I tell you about the extremely long reach that I made? Yeah. About this first chapter? Would love it. Great. I'm going to go for it then. The bird kids are having popcorn for breakfast, which, first of all, where were they carrying this Jiffy Pop? And where did they get it? But second of all, I was like, is popcorn good for birds? Uh Isn't it good for them, actually? It is good for them. I'm like, it's good for people, too, if you don't cover it in, like, salt and butter. Um, It's actually a very healthy snack. And one of the reasons it's healthy is that it's high in phenolic acid, which is a natural antioxidant. And uh, I found a couple of papers that talk about how migratory birds, while they are migrating, they preferentially select foods that have high amounts of antioxidants in order to like counteract the, what's it called, the oxidative stress of like (laughs) prolonged cardiac activity, like migration. (laughs) So they were like, damn, I really want popcorn. So they were like, oh my God, popcorn for breakfast. And I was like, wow, this is actually like very intuitive of them. Except usually migratory birds uh, have or get their antioxidants from uh, fruits, which is a much more normal breakfast food for both humans (laughs) and birds. (laughs) So I feel like I've known many people who have popcorn for breakfast. Okay, you have popcorn for breakfast and you kicked me out of your house for suggesting that you could have lasagna for breakfast? Oh my god, lasagna for breakfast is a crime. It makes so much more sense than popcorn for breakfast. At least lasagna is a meal. Popcorn is just a snack. Nobody has ever had pasta for breakfast. I have pasta for breakfast all the time. That's why you're not allowed in our house anymore. (laughs) That's why they kicked me out of the province. I can't believe you would say this in front of Sam, who's definitely eaten popcorn for breakfast. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) That is way less of a meal than... What is wrong with you? Why would you? No, I eat other things with it. Popcorn is like the amount of food you want for breakfast. Light. Starting the day with a grain, like Max says. With a grain, like perhaps pasta. Mm -mm. No, too developed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad about this. I just have to say movie theater popcorn the day after for breakfast is great. And I don't think James Patterson actually realized what he was doing when he made them eat Jiffy Pop for breakfast. That's all. I think popcorn's a fine breakfast. I think you're both nuts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can have lasagna for breakfast. (laughs) I'm with Sophia. Lasagna for breakfast is just very weird. (laughs) It's basically a breakfast sandwich. It's just like a carb with a meat and a cheese. (laughs) No. (laughs) I resent this <laughs> i'll die on this hill lasagna is yeah. a crime a crime for breakfast 
I don't understand why you have such a problem with this. It's such a normal combination of foods to have for breakfast. It's just on pasta instead of bread. You're going to put marinara sauce on your bread <laughs> i think it's the marinara sauce honestly mm. i think that's where like my line i'm like with you on the meat and the cheese like yeah breakfast sandwich but i think it's the marinara sauce for me yeah okay people put like ketchup in their breakfast ketchup is they not put marinara salsa sauce in their salsa breakfast. is not marinara sauce <laughs> it's all tomato sauces nope they're all okay, tomato that's... sauces <laughs> here's how you're gonna <laughs> get people on twitter mad at you calling ketchup a tomato sauce it is a tomato sauce it's a condiment made out of tomatoes it's a tomato sauce you're telling me you call salsa a condiment (laughs) is salsa not a condiment is marinara sauce a condiment no it could be I put marinara sauce on like a bread for a sandwich. The rails. (laughs) I want to center us and bring us back. This podcast is getting canceled (laughs) because Hannah and I are arguing too hard about breakfast (laughs) foods. Okay, next time Hannah cooks a lasagna for an hour before breakfast. <laughs> no, it's you have to have leftovers for breakfast. Oh I thought you God. wanted to change the subject because I am about to go off on hey, we're leftovers for breakfast. The subject, brain power, psychedelic effects. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right because Oh my god. Nope. <laughs> Max has been having future oh. visions. <laughs> Probably because she eats popcorn for breakfast. You're saying eating popcorn for breakfast will give us superpowers? (laughs) I'm all for that. Okay, wait, yeah, I'm coming around. (laughs) Hold on. These antioxidants are so powerful. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'm on board. Popcorn for breakfast all day. (laughs) They give you Lewy body Parkinson's disease. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, hallucinations. Hallucinations. Max is like, whoa, hallucinations, weird. Anyway, let's not discuss it for the rest of the chapter or the next three. Yeah, I, listen, we can't Uh rule out that Max is just having hallucinations at this point. We can't. We really can't. No. We can't. We can't. I mean, I think by, like, unrecognizable people's faces. Yeah. Old stuff in black and white. I think... It's trying to imply, like, this is stuff Max never could have seen herself. Uh But, like, I'm sure you can. (laughs) Yeah. Max has definitely seen TV before. Based on all of her pop culture references. Right. Yeah, I did try and look up hallucinations as a side effect of, like, gene therapy gone wrong. Because that's literally the only place that this... Because, okay, Max thinks her headaches... And I guess now these visions uh-huh. are because her DNA is untangling itself, you know, yeah. Yeah. like she is coming apart at the seams. Yeah. yeah. And so I did try and look up like our hallucinations, maybe a side effect of like gene therapy, because I remember there were a lot of side effects. The only thing I could find is that gene therapy is used to help hallucinations. No. <laughs> so <laughs> great. That's all I could find, because I don't know how to Google medical stuff properly. Nope. Nope. at all <laughs> well but no max tells us it's a, a stomach bug that causes brain cancer oh yes of course oh yeah you're right uh-huh. <laughs> is uh-huh. that covid is it covid oh, oh no. no oh no oh. 2004 the first case <laughs> oh no avian flu it's avian flu <laughs> human avian flu i do kind of relate to max running 20 feet and then immediately collapsing 
<laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> Instantly feel feeling like you're dying. Same. <laughs> Same. She was running after Angel, which might be your theory. That, that Angel, Angel was secretly is evil. Secretly related to her power coming through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something in there. Yeah. I do like that when Max comes to after this latest migraine vision, wicked brain pain event, the first thing that anyone says is Angel going, Max, what is the matter with you? It's like, okay, (laughs) I don't think it's her fault. Look. (laughs) Come on, Angel. Be a little more sympathetic. Yeah. And I love that Fang suggests seeing a doctor like, what? What? (laughs) So stupid. What? What? Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. Right? Yeah. Maybe he was joking, kind of, but maybe also kind of not. Wasn't Fang the one who was skeptical when Max had clearly gotten x-rayed? Yes. I think so, yeah. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, they're six or seven hours from New York City at this point. Where are they six or seven hours from? Sorry. New York City. (laughs) My mistake. Um, (laughs) Which, based on how quickly they traveled in Chapter 11 or something like that, that makes them about 600 miles away. Okay. And some places that are about 600 miles away from New York City include uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow. Okay, well, hold on. Why would they be in Halifax? (laughs) Yeah, I just thought that one was fun. Coming from the direction of California, they're probably near like Lexington, maybe Atlanta, Georgia, or like Charlotte, North Carolina. Could be Columbus, Ohio. Like there's kind of a band of them around there. Sure, yeah. So they're in that middle part, Midwest part, I guess. Yeah, that's, you know, that makes sense because they're talking about eating grits. That's mm-hmm. true. I so thought grits definitely. were there. Well, Southern U.S. goes up to Pennsylvania. The South includes West Virginia. That's like North. Which is that's seven hours south. from Toronto. It's no, it's the South, capital S. Like, do they just mean South of Canada? Uh, they mean the South. You know. <laughs> Americans continue to perplex me. Yeah. I do know that my friend who's from Charlotte does, in fact, eat grits. So Okay. So they're probably there then. That's within the radius. Yeah, that's the only place. So with our powers of deduction. I feel like they're probably in like Kentucky. Yeah, you know, middle of nowhere. The shape of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know what's in Kentucky except the Derby, but I know nothing. Fried chicken? Yeah. Is it somewhere that they could have the sun frying their eyelids in the morning, do you think? Probably. Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like a flat state? Like, it's like a prairie? That's why the ladies have to wear the big hats at the derby to keep the sun from frying their eyes. Yeah. Like, Kentucky is sunny in tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, that's awkward because all the ladies at the Derby are going to have those big bird feather hats. Oh, that is awkward. So the bird kids better stay far away from there. As we've established, they are not protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty no. Act. No. I mean, listen, as long or if they're trying to blend in, they can just like kind of hold one of their feathers out or one of their wings out and drape mm-hmm. it over their head and be like, oh. wow, look at my hat. The latest style. The latest style, an entire giant bird wing. 
Yeah, we're moving past hats and we're going into feather cloaks. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I guess the only one who would be in danger would be Angel because historically it was the snowy egret, oh. um, which is white. <laughs> Uh-oh. So they would they would just want Angel's feathers, I think. Great. Well, she Great. is a tiny baby child. She can keep her feathers hidden. I don't yeah. think tiny baby children have to wear hats at the Kentucky Derby. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This is off the rails. There are a lot of good things to talk about in these chapters, as you oh can my tell. God. Actually, yeah. I did want to say, I forgot to mention when I was talking about my bird feathers thing. I had been looking up flightless birds to be like, they have weird feathers. Tell me more about these. And I found a real life bird that is named from our generator. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So this ground bird is called the inaccessible island rail. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's an, I'm going to add that whole thing. <laughs> generator. You're like, everybody stop. <laughs> inaccessible island rail it's the world's smallest flightless bird so there you have it it is because it's endemic to an island named inaccessible island (laughs) which sounds like an island that would be in newfoundland you know it does well it's not like innuendo enough well we've got random island oh do you so a little bit further out would be inaccessible island (laughs) okay okay yeah Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Scientists are it. so good at naming things. <sighs> yep. Scientists and Newfoundlanders. Anyway, that was my um return to an extreme tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that tangent is the least tangenty tangent we've had so far. Yeah, fair. It's true. Yeah. Should we talk about poor Nudge, like yeah. wanting her parents to love her and then immediately convincing herself that she is way too weird for any parents to want anything to do with her? <laughs> I mean, at least, hear me out. Okay. (laughs) At least she doesn't think, like, she herself is too weird. Like, she she doesn't think she is weird. No, because she she specifically says, it's just like, her main thing is that she's got wings. But then later she says, they might not want me if I have wings and I'm so weird and all. And then she says, if I'm weird, they wouldn't want me back anyway. I mean, I'm still on on the side of. Like she has bird vision. She has, you know, like yeah. I think she's talking about how weird her bird slash human body is. It is pretty weird. Nudge to internalize. I know. Self doubt. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, nudge. You're perfect the way you're. And she's like asking Max for validation, and Max is just like not really giving it. Oh, not at all. Max, Max, Max. your child. <laughs> I mean. I don't know that I'd tell her her parents would want her because Nudge has already gone to find them once. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the concern was more like Max should have done the mom thing of being like, you're not weird. You know, I guess Max doesn't know what moms are like outside of Dr. Martinez, who is the perfect mom. Yeah, perfect image of a mom. Perfect image of a mom, which is like hit that foreshadowing a little harder. Why don't you? Yeah. Definitely not your actual mom. No. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely oh not. I, wait, hold on. Didn't she say that? Wasn't she like, if they're your parents, they would love you no matter what, even if you're different? She did. So she is kind of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meh. It felt like not genuine. I guess it is kind of the mom thing, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like Max could have tried a little harder to make Nudge feel better. I think I'm just like emotionally attached to Nudge. <laughs> you think? <laughs> 
maybe just a little. And I feel too strongly about the commitment of children to not be on Max's side being like, listen, Max just had a lot going on. She needs to have five minutes where she doesn't have to take care of a child. (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) Max just like had a brain attack. (laughs) Yeah. At some point, we're going to have to talk about the parentification of this 14 year old. Mm -hmm. I mean, she does seem to not resent it. No. You know? Yeah. She's very good about it. But when she's like 21, she's going to be like, oh, my God. My entire yeah. childhood was lost to being a mother and also to being well, a bird kid. <laughs> first, mostly to being a science experiment. 98% to being a science experiment. 2% parentification. Yeah. <laughs> Genetically recombined with mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, most uh, well, people Actually, are. yeah. <laughs> I feel like 2% is actually very little mom. Yeah. The mitochondria, that's the important part. Yeah, the powerhouse of the cell, as we all know. I find it very funny that pretty much the main thing that Max has as her metric for mom is making homemade cookies. Right. And nudges one thing that she was like, gosh, I wish my mom had been doing a mom thing, like making cookies. Making cookies, yeah. Did they only watch like 50s television? <laughs> right. You know they did. Is that it? You know and also, like, if they're if they're stealing food that's as like specific as like Jiffy Pop, they could steal a package of chocolate chips, and a lot of chocolate chip packages have a recipe to make chocolate chip cookies on the back of the package, especially in two thousand four. Where are they going to get an oven? In their house. <laughs> that is full of erasers. <laughs> well, they could. No, I mean they could have done it before now. If cookies was such a big deal to so many of them, apparently, <laughs> if the metric of living a good life with like a parent who loves you is home baked cookies, they could have just made some cookies. Okay, but I get the sense that the perishables are not something that they got a lot of. The only perishables in cookies are like milk and eggs. eggs. Yeah, but they're still perishables. Eggs don't perish very quickly. Milk perishes pretty quickly, but they probably they could use like dried milk or canned milk. Yeah, but then it's not real milk. Hannah. <laughs> Both of those things are explicitly real milk. <laughs> it's just in a different form. Just because uh. something changes from one state of matter to a different state of matter, that's actually not accurate to what's happening here at all. But it's still the same thing. Because <laughs> the real question here is that Max says, from like a bag of flour and real eggs. And like, real what, eggs. What kind of eggs were you having before? They, I mean, surely they don't lay eggs. Oh my god, I was thinking it, but you've said it! <laughs> They're 14. <laughs> oh god, no. Like, Max could be sexually mature at this point. Mm-hmm. That's a gross thing we're to not, say about a human. We're yeah, not actually. Even, no. They're no. not. Wh- those would still be real eggs. I don't know what. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. Right. Yes. What I was getting from that, or no, what I was intending to aim at with that is that True. maybe they don't eat eggs if they lay eggs because that's weird. There's a lot to unpack there. Well, I'm just wondering if, again, the they don't get a lot of perishable food. Maybe yeah. they were having like, aren't there like egg like oh powdered eggs powdered no isn't like like powdered milk you know (laughs) no which is well that would still be the problem because then that's why they're not making cookies from scratch (laughs) then they could just reconstitute their eggs with water listen we're going by max's definition here which Uh, is real eggs (laughs) a lot of food arguments going on in this episode yeah 
I have a lot of feelings about food. I'm seeing a therapist about it next week. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm just still mad because Hannah said I was late when I was still five minutes early (laughs) to the podcast (laughs) recording. You were not five minutes early. You showed up at 628. She said I was late when I was five minutes before the podcasting time. (laughs) Yeah, because then we spent the first five minutes of the podcasting time just listening to clicking. I'm not actually mad. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm upset. (laughs) Anyway, the next chapter. The next chapter, they make it to New York and go to a concert. Uh Uh-huh. That's kind of it. uh, Does anyone know who this band was? They're fake. I tried to look them up. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, there is a real band called the Taylor Twins. It's a couple of English blokes called Ollie and Eddie. Nice. And they have... Not a lot of attention, but a very good aesthetic on their Instagram. They look like they're from the 80s. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fun. They're not from the are 80s. They... They're from right now. Yeah. I was going to say, were they popular in 2004, though? <laughs> no, I think they look relatively young. I think they're pretty recent. <laughs> okay. Because oh, wait, there's one a of... picture of them as babies on their Instagram. Let's see if they put the date. Wow. I'm a creep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wasn't going to say it. Someone had to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, while Hannah's looking up two teenagers. I'm not going to look at these teenagers anymore. That's weird. (laughs) One of the things I did was try and figure out which band this was. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it wasn't the Taylor Twins. No, because I was like, surely they're based on a twin duo from 2004. (laughs) Yeah. Surely they are. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they aren't. But I did also look up the Taylor Twins and I did open the Maximum Ride wiki about the Taylor Twins just because I was oh. like, "That why is there a page for them? Uh-huh. And <laughs> I just have to. This is going to be good. So oh, on the no. Maximum Ride wiki, uh, there was one sentence describing literally the exact sentence that is in the chapter. <laughs> uh-huh. Just which is a banner that said Natalie and Trent Taylor. It's the ta- that's Taylor Twins. Anyway, but also <laughs> on the wiki page is trivia. <laughs> oh. Uh, So the trivia for the Taylor Twins. It is stated that all of the flock loves them. Yes. And also it is stated that they whooped. (laughs) (laughs) They did whoop. They did whoop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Didn't they also whistle? (sighs) Well, that's not on the wiki page. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) It's in the primary text. Wow, I better update this wiki article. (laughs) You should. Anyway, I looked up some twin musical duos. Okay. There are no good matches, unfortunately, which means these were probably made up. But uh, Mm. I did want to shout out that maybe it was inspired by Tegan and Sarah. That was the only one I could think of. Yeah, that was my thought too. (laughs) Yeah, which are a Canadian band. Wow. Wow. That's probably why we know of them. (laughs) That's probably why we know of them. But they were popular in Uh that time period. Uh So tragically, I don't think it's the Proclaimers. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Who are a Scottish rock duo. Oh. I thought if anyone would know who they are, it would be Hannah. So that joke fell flat. But they did... The name is familiar. What did they do? They did... Also, their hit? The... the the What is it? Th- oh, yeah. The 500, 500 miles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I was yeah. like, I know these guys. Yes. Yeah. They have the one song. The one song. But they probably were not what the flock was excited about in New York City in 2004. <laughs> No. I don't know. That song is a banger. It is a banger. Um, the only other band that, honestly, I've never heard of, which is Twins, called Nina Sky. Okay. 
And like, not only were they popular in 2004, but they were like on the top 100 songs in 2004. So, you know, maybe it was Nina Sky. And they're from New York City. Oh, okay. That's promising. But yeah, I've never heard their music before, but I guess they were very popular (laughs) in 2004. (laughs) So popular to some people, for sure. So popular. That's the extent of what I have for (laughs) this discussion. (laughs) Hope that helped. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) The only other twin band I wanted to bring up was Jedward, which were in Eurovision around then. But uh, I think they're slightly, they only gained popularity after 2004, I think, unfortunately. Mm. The kids have fun at this show, though. (laughs) I'm glad they had fun. They yeah. cover their wings with their windbreakers, in case anyone was worried about that. Yes, and they came in behind some floodlights. <laughs> yeah, tactics. The note I have is that I bet erasers are going to show up any second. Because <laughs> yes. Because yeah. they're enjoying themselves at this concert. Yeah, it's like kind of wild that erasers show up within like 30 seconds, or I guess right. half a day, when they're in a city, but never anywhere else. Yeah, and they're in a city all the way across the country from where they were last. I mean, well, the city, this New York is where the institute is, which in theory is. That's true, I guess. They probably have erasers guarding it. Yeah, I guess maybe they have erasers there anyway. I just like this book needs another plot point. I swear, every single episode, there's a oh erasers show up and then they run away, and it's like okay. Yeah. Can they maybe go somewhere for, like, a different reason? <laughs> yeah. Move the plot without an eraser. Challenge I mean, level impossible. While we're talking about stuff that is only moving the plot forward, why are they at this concert? <laughs> you know? Because <sighs> they liked it. They need a moment of fun. It can't all be bad. Sometimes they're smart and sometimes they're not. Yeah, it's a very teenager's unsupervised thing to do. Yeah. Okay, but the last time they had a fun time, yeah, the birds then came to attack the school with them. So are the Taylor twins going to end up like <laughs> busting them out of the institute? Like, like yeah, what's probably. going on here? That could be fun. <laughs> that could be fun. I bet it would have been on the wiki page, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have spoiled myself. I feel like this chapter was decent in terms of nudge character development. So maybe it was just for that. But I feel like that's giving James Patterson and co. a little too much credit to think that they care about Nudge's character development. Yeah, maybe they just needed a reason to be in Central Park, you know? Yeah, that's probably it. Although I feel like the reason could also be like, oh, Central Park, the perfect place for birds in the city. I do like that they sleep in trees, like birds do. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, since when do they sleep in trees and not on the ground like people? It says like... We flew up into them, settling comfortably. Comfortably how? You're majority human. It's No, it's not possible. It's not like their feet grip while they're asleep so they can like hold on to the branch or something. I was just about to say, what if they do that? No, oh, no. I hate it. I'm so, I'm done with this book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> okay, but you know how human muscles at rest, like you do tense? At rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like your arms and stuff, when you relax, they like pull in towards your body. They don't like stretch out and your fingers don't. Oh, I see. Right? Like 
like yeah. at rest your muscles pull all your joints like kind of in towards themselves yes in the way they're supposed to bend so maybe like birds uh-huh. their arms grab things while they're their sleeping arms... <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure, sure. uh-huh glad we're all on the same page <laughs> mm-hmm. so on board with that yeah because i guess we should say this since we didn't explain it but birds at rest their muscles are set up so that their feet close well yeah on branches when they're sleeping that's what this was based on <laughs> yes so are they just lying on their stomachs with their arms wrapped around a tree branch yeah probably for sure definitely mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep. okay okay <laughs> Good. Great. Yeah. No further discussion required. (laughs) It does sort of suck that Max is like stomping on everyone's having a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. Nudge is like, wow, this was so great. I love New York City. There's so much stuff going on. And Iggy's like, I hate it. I want to go back to the forest. Can we leave? And then Max is like, Iggy, you have to stay here where you're miserable. Get used to it. And Nudge, remember not to have any fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, great. Such a buzzkill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I get it. She has to be the responsible one. I feel bad for Iggy because he's basically lost his ability to echolocate, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Now that there's so much ambient noise, he like knows where things are by listening to echoes. I think he does end up doing that eventually right i feel like he probably does probably he's just gonna grow like a melon like a whale (laughs) like iggy what's up with your forehead (laughs) just a a big beluga whale chonky head (laughs) a big floofy not floofy floopy melon Uh (laughs) uh-huh they they wiggle they look like they'd be solid but they wiggle a lot i don't like that part no (laughs) it's not cute on a bird kid but it's cute on a beluga it's definitely not cute on a beluga (laughs) wow okay first you came for my lasagna now you're (laughs) yes it just doesn't look like it should move you know (laughs) it doesn't i feel like more relevant to this specific episode of this podcast is that they have peanuts for breakfast I feel like peanuts are a more acceptable breakfast than popcorn because there's like a bunch of protein well, in there. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is just based off peanuts. Yeah, peanut butter is indisputably a breakfast food. Yeah, I eat it every morning. Yeah. <laughs> that would cause a fight if you said peanut butter was not a breakfast food. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow morning, Sam is just going to have a spoon of peanut butter dipped in a bowl of popcorn. Yo, popcorn with peanut butter and chocolate is my fucking favorite thing in the world. Don't even. <laughs> I think like a peanut butter popcorn like ball. Aren't those like protein breakfasts? Aren't they like, don't people make them for like gains, morning gains? <laughs> morning gains. I've never heard of popcorn in a protein ball, but. I think you can do it because when we were in Ireland, we bought popcorn based protein bars. It's actually a thing. That's wild. Yeah. I hate all of this evidence you're giving that popcorn <laughs> might be an acceptable breakfast. I can say, well, in Europe. I definitely had one of those bars as a breakfast. (laughs) Just saying. Wow. Glad this has not been a whole episode argument. (laughs) It's only a little bit contentious. Man, wouldn't it be convenient if the erasers were allergic to peanuts? Because all of these erasers just come out of nowhere while they're finishing their breakfast. Yeah. Like throw some peanuts on them and then they're like allergic. Then they kill them with allergies. Wait. (laughs) This scene, like... 
I just want to talk about how they've established that all of the erasers look like models or boy band yeah. people. Here we have our first female eraser, and she's dressed up as a clown. <laughs> But also, I can't stop imagining that she's, like, the hottest person you've ever seen. Yeah. But she's yeah. dressed up as a clown. Like, is this a good disguise? <laughs> what is going on here? Why is she dressed up as a clown? All of the dude erasers get to wander around in Italian leather <laughs> shoes looking like male models from a boy band. And she has to dress up as a clown selling balloons? <laughs> For some reason? What? What? <laughs> James Patterson is as misogynistic <sighs> as Stephanie Meyer is probably. Like, yeah. It's so specific and weird. Maybe this is a, okay. Maybe this is a, I just don't know what is the most common occurrence around Central Park. <laughs> like maybe guys selling honey roasted peanuts and clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just a hot lady in New York City is way less attention getting than a clown with balloons. Right. There's a lot of hot people in New York City, I think. Yeah, probably. That's what movies have led me to believe. Yeah, that's what the pop culture says. They establish so many things happening in Central Park. Like, why is she not just a jogger? They're like, right? there's a bunch of joggers and horseback riders. Why is she not just riding a horse? But, like, if she was jogging, that would be such a good excuse for her to, like... Chase after them. Go behind the kids and follow uh -huh. them around. Yeah. Instead, she's running in a clown costume? She's running in a clown costume? And also, now there are, like, six lanky, underfed, dirty children being chased by eight adults. How is that not auspicious? Suspicious. <laughs> it's actually suspicious, not auspicious at all. Like, that's so suspicious. I guess in New York, people would be like, ah, okay, sorry, in New York, people don't care. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, the one thing I've heard about New York... I mean, New York is that like nobody cares about anybody else. <laughs> I've heard it's like very specific kind of friendly. Like if you need help, people will help you, but they will do it in a way that us East Coast Canadians would find kind of aggressive. But I think it's not necessarily if the person looks sus. No. You know, yeah. like, it's based on so actions. Six dirty little children. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like chasing a bunch of terrified children looks like is a suspicious activity, even if you're in New York, though, no? Maybe. I guess it depends how much you think the children are stealing <laughs> from this beautiful clown. And her posse of seven male models. I was talking with my work colleague today about how I have a really difficult time picturing things and when I like read a book I don't picture the scenes like in my head whereas she is one of the people who does picture a scene in her head while she's reading uh, so she probably would have clocked way before me that this is a fucking bizarre <laughs> situation does she have big cloud shoes on and she has to run in them she has to run in them do they squeak this is a slapstick comedy routine This oh, that's what this is yeah okay it's performance <laughs> art they're busking <laughs> Maybe she has to run, like, when you're walking in fins. She's running yeah. backwards. <laughs> She's running backwards. Oh, God. <laughs> Sam, as the yeah. person who has spent the most time in fins, <laughs> if you had to run after somebody, how yeah. would you do it? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> like, what if you were in those short, like, the shorter fins? You'd probably want to go backwards. 
Because, like, you could go, you could actually gain some decent speed if you did it right. Yeah, probably backwards. Now I'm just imagining a woman dressed as a clown running backwards, <laughs> staring <laughs> angrily over her shoulder. Over her shoulder. <laughs> She's like, I know how we'll get them. And then she goes over <laughs> to a very small car, opens it, and like 40 erasers pile in. <laughs> They go newming down the sidewalk. What a stupid wow. scene. What a <laughs> stupid, stupid scene. No, I love it. I actually think this is the best scene we've had so far. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. This chapter, they are outside. They are being chased. Like, not... It wasn't like a quick grab. You know, like, these yeah. six kids are being chased by erasers who, like, let them know they were there, essentially. Yeah. And then are just running after them. Yeah. Like... This is, the kids are worried about taking off. Like, they are worried about people seeing that they are bird kids. Yeah. But, like, why would the kids be worried about that? And the people who should really be worried about it are the erasers. Yeah. I don't know why they are trying, like, they are essentially driving the kids to take off when I feel like the fact that they are genetically engineering human-animal hybrids is not something that they want the world to know. <laughs> Yeah. And six bird kids taking off in New York City. <laughs> it's a little attention getting even in New York. I guess maybe it implies that the erasers are more hunting geared than thinking. <laughs> you know? Maybe, that makes yeah. sense. But there's so many of them. Surely they weren't just like hanging out and then notice the bird kids. Like I imagine they must have been sent there to get them. Yeah. In which case... Again, I can only assume that they should want to do it with some degree of stealth. Yeah, right? right. And like the, I know the bird kids don't want to reveal themselves because they've already been tortured by like one scientific organization trying to find out more about them. And they probably think that they're going to get caught and put in another one. Yeah. But like the, yeah, the school and the scientists should not, like if the world doesn't know that the erasers are a thing that yeah. like, right. Yeah. All this is clearly hidden still. Yeah. And so like, why would they be doing something in New York city to like drive the bird kids into the air? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, it's such a bad idea. Again, this whole thing is just nonsensical. This book shares two brain cells with itself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It's been genetically recombined with no brain cells. <laughs> with a jellyfish, no brain. Yeah. <laughs> Only impulse. <laughs> Only impulse. It can move weakly towards the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but like a ballerina, as ChatGPT says. Yeah, ChatGPT and his jellyfish bias. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have to say about these chapters. So let's guess what's going to happen next. So I'm going to read you the first sentence of the next four chapters. So chapter 77. Left, Iggy said, and without question, we all hung a sudden left. They are flying away. Or still running. Oh, maybe still running. I think because they didn't explicitly take off at the end of the last chapter, they're probably still running. Yeah, that makes sense. How did Iggy know to go left? Is it this Is this the echolocation coming in? Yeah, he used them super ears. Maybe he heard our racers approaching from the right. Maybe. All right, Ooh. all right. I'll take it. I feel like even in the ambient noisescape of new york city if a mm -hmm. bunch of male models were sprinting towards <laughs> you from one direction and you had super senses like iggy, iggy yeah. <laughs> you could probably hear them yeah yeah okay. fair 
Yep. 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 Thanks for coming sure. to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good guess. Chapter 78. Oh, man. Look at the polar bear. Oh, they're at the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. The Central Park Zoo. Oh, is there a Central Park one, too? Yes, but I don't know if they have a polar bear. Are there think... two zoos in New York City? That's a lot of zoos for one city. I know there's the Bronx Zoo, right? Dang. I don't know. My brother went to that one. That's like the only reason I know. I know there's a gorilla. <laughs> That's all I know oh, for sure. Okay. I get the sense that maybe some New Yorkers would be really mad that we were like, aren't the Bronx and Central Park <laughs> the same? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they're not. I read the city we became, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know they're not the same place. <laughs> New York is five cities in one. Yeah. That's what that yeah. book taught us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is the island. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that there's a place called Staten Island. <laughs> That's that where book. the statue is. <laughs> is it? I thought the statue was just like on its own little island. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't realize people lived on the statue island. I thought it was it actually just the might statue. not be the same island. I just know that the Staten Island Ferry is the one that you get on to go look at the statue. We are making New Yorkers so angry. Listen, New York, you're not the center of the world. That's Toronto. Toronto is. Toronto is. <laughs> Isn't Staten Island where the CN Tower is? Oh Whoa. yeah, I think so. Okay, this, this just got worse. <laughs> anyway, I th- no, I think the CN Tower is in Scarborough. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe Etobicoke? (laughs) Isn't the Toronto Zoo and the aquarium the same thing? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Anyway, good guess. (laughs) Whatever you guess. I don't remember. Chapter 79. You know what I like about New York? The gasman said, noisily chewing his kosher hot dog. Oh, is it the food? (laughs) I guess they got away from the erasers then. That's good. They must have got away. Wow, that must be a long chapter. (laughs) Yeah, if they had time to go to... To escape and go to <laughs> and the zoo get a and dog? get hot dogs? <laughs> wow. Jeez. That's like three whole scenes in three chapters. That doesn't seem right for this book. <laughs> what is going on? Wow. A lot happening. Okay. Last chapter. Uh-huh. Chapter 80. So what's your big plan for finding the Institute? Iggy asked. Asking the big questions there, Iggy. Asking yeah. the big questions. Well, I'm guessing because Max said she had a plan, but she most definitely does not have a plan. And she said that to all of them. So now they want to find out what that plan is. Yeah. Yeah. She mm-hmm. dug herself a hole. Real bad hole. Sort of like I did with our breakfast earlier. Anyway. Anyway. Great guesses, everybody. Yeah, we're Let's killing it. talk about what else we've been reading. I read four more Mercedes Lackey books. <laughs> I read the three about Griffins. And then the one about the, it doesn't even matter. Exile's Honor is the other one I read. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't, it's about a guy. So this is going to be so surprising. He gets a magic horse. Oh my God. Just like all 36 other books. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) There's a guy. He's sad. He gets a magic horse. It's his best friend ever. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And it never gets old. Okay. (laughs) Is this the guy that found a family? Wow, that would be such a spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you sent me a screenshot of text of a man finding a family. That could be anybody. That's a good point. <laughs> but that's what I've been reading. Great. For now. What about you guys? Uh, I feel like we might have switched places because I have not read anything. But I am <gasps> rereading Miss Horn, and that's about it. Wow. That counts. A house yeah. of rereading. Yeah. A house of rereading and 
nope. thorns, <laughs> roses, whatever. <laughs> There's just too much scuba and not enough reading time. So Mistborn is it. Though I'm hoping to start our August Midnight Book Club book, which is When Women Were Dragons. But I have yet to start it as of this recording. So it's um, still August, though. It's still yeah. August. None of us have read it yet. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll, I will have started it by the next episode. Stay tuned. Wow, I will. <laughs> you have to legally. I have to. I'm contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless I persist in eating lasagna for breakfast and I get kicked off for good. Oh my yeah, god. The podcast is cancelled. The podcast is cancelled because Especially of the Especially if you breakfast. keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> well now I think it's funny. Most Anyway, I'm going to continue talking about this which is not what anybody needs. I finished the books I was reading last time and I finished both of them yesterday so I have barely started reading anything else but next I'm reading Bookshops and Bone Dust by Travis mm. Baldry. Um, which is the prequel to Legends and Lattes. And I'm going to read uh, He Who Became the Sun. Nope. He Who Drowned the World. The sequel to She Who <laughs> oh. Became the Sun by <laughs> Shelley Parker Chan. I was like, <laughs> I that s- didn't sound quite right. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I swished those two books together, right? Good. <laughs> That's all. Wow. I guess except it's September when this comes <gasps> out. My birthday! Your birthday! For the oh my whole gosh! Month. That means we're going to be reading my birthday book. Wow. I know Sam picked a book this year that was new for everybody rather than making everyone reread a book or Mm -hmm. making everyone read a book that she has already read. But I am still making everyone read a book that I have already read (laughs) because I really want everyone to read my favorite T. Kingfisher book, which is Paladin's Grace. And I think you both are going to really like it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. And it's not like a huge book, so I don't think it'll take a ton of everyone's time when, <laughs> when everyone's super busy. Yeah. But it's really good. I really like the whole series. And yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. D&D. D&D. And romance. <laughs> wow. We like those things in this house. Not as much romance as the other ones, but. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Hannah. That's for me. The slightly less romance is the part that's for me. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can tell us what you eat for breakfast on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Blue Sky. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com and on YouTube. And for when someone makes a dumb comment in a meeting... A flow of heroically suppressed swear swear words ran through my brain. (laughs) Yep. Swear words Uh, is really hard to say, apparently. Me when Hannah talks about what she has for breakfast. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I wasn't even talking about what I have for breakfast. I was talking about what you have for breakfast. (laughs) Hannah always has lasagna for breakfast.